The Boost Podcast is sponsored in part by Reveal Wealth. Let the professionals at Reveal Wealth assist you on your financial journey. From individual financial planning, family financial planning, business planning, insurance planning, and more, Reveal Wealth's holistic approach gives you the freedom to take control of your financial security. No matter your age or stage in life, the professionals at Reveal Wealth are ready to assist. Contact them now for a free initial consultation. Go to WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. Take control of your financial security by allowing Reveal Wealth to serve you. WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. And tell them you heard about them on the Boost Podcast. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard, the podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, Here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. From hopeless and homeless to a millionaire entrepreneur, Nicole Willem found her passion was guiding others home through owning their own mental and physical real estate. Nicole co-manages a wife and husband real estate team spanning from the Bay Area to Sacramento. The part of Boost we cover is secure thought leadership space. Hey, Nicole, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you out in sunny California? Oh, uh, you know, blessed and highly favored. <laughs> amen, amen. So for folks who are hearing Nicole for the first time, tell us a little bit more about you, your background, the work that you do. Ooh, whenever anyone asks me this, I'm always like, hmm, let me think about how to sum this all up. I guess you would say a serial entrepreneur. And right now, um, primarily, I help people buy and sell real estate. I am also gearing up to do a TEDx talk about the most valuable piece of real estate, which you can own, which is your mental real estate. Uh, Cause I joke with my clients and say, we do life coaching. And then if I do it right, you just so happen to either buy or sell a house. <laughs> um, so that really sums up uh, what it is that I do the majority of the time, I would say. Awesome. So now what is mental real estate? Great question. Uh, so mental real estate, as I like to define it, and I'm surprised it wasn't a term previously created. I know because I am getting a a trademark on it. Ah, (laughs) smart, smart. (laughs) Uh, But I like to define it as uh, your mental space. It's a place that you live the majority of the time. It is what some people call mental health or your mindset. It's really the place where you go inside when there's no one else around or looking at you. It's your thoughts uh, that stay with you the majority of the time. Wow. Gotcha. So it is surprising that that hasn't been coined. How did you come up with sort of the idea of the terminology, mental real estate? Yeah, I have clients in just about every uh, spectrum, new first time homebuyers to people who have been in the game for a long time, who've built generational wealth that way. And some of the things that I saw as a commonality of the people that were getting homes faster or getting the Uh, things that they wanted 
as far as real estate, where the people who had a positive mindset or who've gone through some things and they've worked on themselves and we would like joke. And I was like, man, like you're really at home with yourself Mm. and we're just finding something that's matching your mental space. Almost like your mental real estate is like being reflected in the physical spaces that we're going to. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, isn't that crazy? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, you should like really do something with that. And I was like, I will. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Well, and I can only imagine because for many of us, uh, home purchase is going to be probably the most expensive proposition that we will ever um, endeavor. And look, I looked at your website. Those home prices are expensive. So I would imagine that it would behoove a person to be in a really positive mindset as they are endeavoring this very large transaction. So I can definitely see the connectedness between like sort of having your mental house in order before you move into your physical house. Yeah. And I joke and tell people like it's almost if that analogy is hard for people to understand, it's like having a computer up and you have all these tabs going and you need to concentrate on one thing. You need to close those tabs or you need to clean out a lot of the clutter in your mental real estate so that you're clear and saying, is this a home that you really want versus do you just want to win this? Or do you think this is what society wants for you? And you're just checking off boxes. Like I've heard everything. Um, I'm probably one of the only real estate agents that stops and say, why are you even doing this? Like, why are we having this space and time together? Like, I, of course, I, I bless, I, I feel like I'm blessed and highly favored all the time just to share space with people. But what has brought you here? And they go, uh, <laughs> wow. I want to buy a house. And you're like, no, no, but, but why do you want to buy a house now? And they go, cause I feel like it's the right time. And then I go, okay, did for what though? And they're like, I don't know. I feel like that's for some people. They'll say, I don't know. I feel like that's just what I'm supposed to do where wow. I am in life. Right. And you're like, mm, but it needs to be more than that because it will get challenging to write multiple offers. And then the gap between what you offer, this price to sales price ratio is oftentimes another house somewhere else. Mm. It could be like 200 grand over asking 500 grand over asking. I've seen a million over asking. What? So in order to make, yeah, see, so in order to make that <laughs> mental leap, <laughs> your why better be the most important thing and very centered uh, in order to just get over the fact that you could purchase somewhere else. Like why here? Why now? You know, it's so funny. So, okay. As I was hearing you share that context and background, it gave me flashbacks of, so my husband and I used to, well, we still are, but we currently don't have any couples that we're working with, but we would, were marriage mentors and we would specifically work and support um, couples who were um, in the process, they were preparing for marriage. And so it's, it, I was getting these flashbacks of conversation. Well, why, why this person? Why now? Is this the right, like, are, is this the right thing to do right now? And so I was getting flashbacks of that, you know, those conversations, even in how you were approaching how you support your clients in a real estate transaction. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, it's really like life coaching. It's being able to handle the emotional roller coaster that people go through. And I try to prep them as much as possible. And that's why I say your mental real estate is the most valuable piece that you can own. And it's very counterintuitive for me to even say this out loud, but it's something you never want to sell. You don't want to rent it out. Mm. (laughs) You need to make sure that you have ownership in your home. And that's how I believe generational wealth is built is not necessarily built through money because you can 
lose money, you can get money. But what you can't lose if you are really focused on it is your mindset. And that's something you can pass down to your kids and then they will never be poor. Yeah, I love that. And you know, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate the time and space that we're in right now where there is so much emphasis and focus around um, just having and in- investing in our own mental wellness and even the fact that, um, you know, and I can just say, because you black, I'm black. The fact what? that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was like Tyro Bigsby. <laughs> the fact that, you know, in the black community for forever, it's been sort of this stigma around, oh, we don't talk, there's certain things that we don't talk about. And so, you know, don't share your family's business, you know, baby, that's not appropriate for the, and so it's like even conversations around mental health and having a therapy and a therapist and why it's important to invest in our mental health. I just, I appreciate where we are right now as a community and the fact that we are embracing conversations like, like these. And it's interesting to me because how can we if I heal by myself and you heal by yourself, but we don't share our healing, how do we heal? How do we heal? Yeah. Right. Um, together as a community. And so iron sharpens I, iron, right? It does. And each one teach one. And I feel like at least we're now, like you said, having the conversations and we're feeling comfortable enough to share experiences and not looking at them as weaknesses instead looking at it as strength. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I know you're a serial entrepreneur and I know you feel very passionate about making sure that folks work harder on themselves than in their business. Why, why is that? Uh, Jim Rohn has an amazing quote uh, about how, if you work hard on your business, you'll make a living, but if you work harder on yourself, you'll make a fortune. And I can't tell you how true that is. And if you don't believe it, just try it. Right. I say, if you're listening to this right now and you have any type of, you know, you're, you feel skeptical, like, no, she must've had really good, you know, upbringing or all the stars must've been aligned or what, what have you. Um, I really strongly believe that if you do the work on yourself and you change your perspective on things, things will not get easier, but you'll start to see how every problem is actually an opportunity or uh, a way for things to get better. Because the universe is always bending to whatever it is that you want. The source, God, Allah, whoever, whatever you want to call it, is always working in your favor. You just have to recognize it. And by also doing the work, you meet the universe halfway. That's what I think people forget is they're just like, come to me. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> no, I want you to come to me or yeah. I need you to go through these um, trials and tribulations so that you can then ner- then learn the value of what it is that you're going to receive. Yeah, absolutely. And since you brought up Jim Rohn, I, I know another, the late great Wayne um, Dyer used to say, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. And so I think that's, so it it, it really speaks to the fact that, you know, just sort of this, per, how important perspective is. And it's much easier for us to have clarity of perspective when we are, when our own mental real estate is sort of clear and we've made that investment in ourselves. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I used to be the mayor of a street called victimhood. I Mm. loved it. I wallowed in it. It was the best, you know, like I would be like, Ooh, what's the worst story I could tell today. Uh, And it was very lonely and I didn't like being the best of the worst. Mm. It just sucked. You know, I didn't want to have, at that case, the best house 
on the worst block, you know, Mm. then I go, "Mm, but what if I had the worst house on the best block and I continue to make the improvements, then I, you know, my self-worth would be better. I wouldn't short sale on myself. And it just really snowballed to, again, like you said about Wayne Dyer, my perspective changed and then my street changed, my, Mm. my world changed, my friends changed. And then people would go up to me and be like, oh man, what happened? (laughs) <laughs> you're like i was just tired of like uh-huh. you made a right you turn know? on decision street right <laughs> i did i'm like don't worry i left bread crumbs it's all good wow wow so how did you how did you stumble into real estate and i know and you and your husband um are in real estate together correct we are and i uh have this constant joke that i'm going to uh change the narrative and say it's a wife and husband. oh that's right yes yes because <laughs> people always like correct me and be like husband and wife and i go why stay with me wife and husband <laughs> why is that so difficult <laughs> yes yes uh-huh <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because it's just a swap uh of words but for some reason it, it's challenging for people to even think about and i go well i was the first one to go in real estate and then he came after wouldn't that be wife and husband right like, right yeah. um but it's you know it's such a great experience to work with your significant other like you know mm-hmm. uh you have someone you have a coworker to share like war stories with. Yes. You have somebody like at least for me, I have him like I tap him in. I'm like, oh, this is your time. This this person would be a better personality match for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, this is you, boo, and, and it's, it's great. Or and we can go on vacation together, and he can watch our daughter, and I could just say, hey, look, I just need to take this call. He gets it. Yeah. She now gets it. So it's um it's a beautiful experience. Nice. Now, but why real estate? How did you how did you cut your teeth? How did you just get started in real estate? I mean, for all of those things, I wanted a particular lifestyle that I personally knew that a nine to five couldn't bring me. So Mm -hmm. I used to be a VP of marketing at a startup. And the real reason why I did that is so my mom's Filipino Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go all the way I could in education. And I kept giving her degrees. You know, I felt like that Kanye West like Mm -hmm. song. I was like, degrees, 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 degrees. And at some point, you know, I was like, are you not entertained? And she's like, (laughs) and she's like, well, you know, what position are you at? And I'm like, I'm VP of marketing and I'm one of the youngest and only person of color and only woman. And she's like, well, are you happy? And I looked around. And I was like, oh, my God, no, I'm not. Mm. A lot of these people don't have kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people continue to trade time for money mm-hmm. where um, they were not present uh, when they did go to certain events. And I wanted to create a lifestyle where I had more freedom and I could be my authentic self because a lot of times I felt like I had to be someone else in this corporate structure in order for them to accept me. And especially being a person of color and a woman, I felt like I had to be twice as good every time. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, that has not gone away. However, it's easier for me to do it on my terms, meaning that I don't have to dress a certain way when I go into the office. I get to dress like Janae Monet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. uh, and my clients come to me for that because they know that I will be my authentic self and accept them for who they are. So for me, it was about lifestyle, number one. And then number two, I wish somebody would have told me early on. I learned when I purchased my first house that being a real estate was a real estate agent was even a thing. Like, I didn't even know that was a career choice. Yeah. And then when I started seeing how much people made, mm-hmm. I was like, this is insane. Like, you can make as much as, like, 
a movie star mm-hmm. uh, more than doctors. And I go, why was this not an option? Right. Like, I don't know if I would have chose it instead of going to grad school or college, but it would have been nice to say, hey, look, this is an opportunity to mm-hmm. build generational wealth very early. So for me, um, I I feel like it is my duty to share that this is an option for people if they didn't recognize it. And Mm -hmm. also to make it seen that you may not see someone that looks like you in the space, but it doesn't mean that that we're not here. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying really, um, I I used to co-chair and I helped launch the first diversity and inclusion council at Compass for this very reason, right? Mm -hmm. To help mentor people and make them realize like, it is an option for you. You can do this. It is not to say again that it is easy, but success leaves clues and there are people who are willing to help lift you up. And so for me, there was too many boxes that were checked where I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I got to do this. And I want to help um, welcome people home, like I said, in their inner home mm-hmm. and then also their their physical home. And it's something that you don't necessarily have to pay me for. Wow. Awesome. And I know you mentioned that you are in the process of doing, you're going to be doing a TEDx talk, correct? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. is your, are you able to share what your topic is? (laughs) I like how you got real quiet. (laughs) Like Like as if if I whisper it, it's going to be like no one else will hear it but me. (laughs) (laughs) The TEDx organizers are like, hold up, did she just say share what she's going to talk about? Uh, (laughs) In the general sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be about mental real estate and how to invest in any season, uh, because I think to your point about how it's becoming more commonplace to talk about mental health, but still a lot of people don't even want to say recession, right? But yeah. you can go through a mental recession. You can have times where you pull back and you feel like, you know, you're underwater. Mm-hmm. It's giving people tools that I use to get out of my situation because there was a point in my time uh, in my life where I was homeless and helpless at 19 and I was living in a cardboard box in downtown Hawaii and people are like, really you? And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> it, can, wow. it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Um, but at the same token, the reverse can also happen, right? Like you can choose to be successful. Uh, you can choose to change your mindset. And that's what I love about what this thing is called, which is life, that we can make choices to live the life we want to, that you can be a creator of your own experience. Awesome. Nicole, this has been extraordinary. Thank you so much for your time. If there's someone that's tuning in and just wants to circle back to you, what are the best ways for folks to reach out and just to connect with you? Yeah, Instagram uh, and where the Wilhelms, it's my last name, W-I-L-H-E-L-M-S. You can also email me at the Wilhelm team at Compass. And uh, I always say this, but I mean it. You don't have to email me or DM me with happy stories, even if you need just somebody to to tell you something nice, right? I have a lot of my clients and my friends just go, Nicole is having a bad day. Do you mind just sharing, you know, something positive or how I can look at this different, uh, differently? I'm happy to do that too. I'm happy to be of service any way that I can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I am wishing you much success in all of your future endeavors. And just thank you for just sharing yourself with our listening community today. And thank you for the opportunity. The Boost podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth minded. If you, your business or organization would like to share your service, product or expertise with the Boost podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard, email kelly.leonard.com 
at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Boost.